Comic Book Club News gives you the comic book news you need to know first thing in the morning every weekday in the form of digestible three to five minute long podcasts. Comic Book Club News recaps breaking news stories from Marvel, DC Comics, and beyond Monday through Friday. New episodes drop 6 a.m. ET in the Comic Book Club News feed so they're ready for you when you're ready for the day. Comic Book Club News. You hear it second or third, possibly fourth. Preacher fans, the only dudes who could ever teach me were some guys who were preacher fans. Yes, they were. They were. Oh, yes, they were. That's a podcast theme right there. Hey, everybody, and welcome to Preacher Man After Dark. What? After Dark? What? Yes, because Pete and I normally record this on a Saturday or Sunday morning, you know, when people go to church. But tonight, it is late. We are doing it late night style. I got a glass of red wine uh, just sitting here. Really? uh, Yeah. So I I got a Bud Light and a cheeseburger, man. Yeah, see, we're different types of people, um, yeah. and it's like all late night Delilah. Please call us with any of your relationship issues that you want us to solve. I don't think people should go to us for relationship issues. Uh, true, that's probably right. We are not yeah. uh, sh- sanctioned by any sort of psychological institution to be offering yeah. advice, but that doesn't stop us from offering advice, especially <laughs> when it comes to the television show Preacher. Yeah. Now this Talk is we are working our way through season two. Um, tonight, we're, today we're what a be, season! What a season! We're going to be covering episode ten, "Dirty Little Secret." Oh. Uh, so the little recap on the show so far: we've got uh, Jesse Custer. Um, he has the power of God. He can uh, talk. Right. To uh, he can make people do what he says when he uses his special Genesis it's voice. Technically, the power of a demon and an angel. I mean, don't say God. I mean, well, you know. but uh, I think the uh, implication there is the power of God. Uh, mm. So then we have uh, his on again, off again girlfriend Tulip. Uh, they, killing me, dude. They're they're together right now. They're they, technically. They are technically. I'm yeah. not feeling it. Uh, so she is. Um, <laughs> She's been traumatized. Your recap sucks, man. I have a dispute with every point you've made so far. Uh, she has been traumatized by the Saint of Killers, who's a cowboy from hell, yep. uh, who has come back to kill Jesse Custer on the order of uh, some of our favorite little angel guys who are no longer yep. uh, living. So, then we have uh, Cassidy, who has his son, who is older than, than him. He recently made a vampire. Well, technically, no. He just looks up. Older. Right. Technically, he's not older, but he, uh, he's an elder man. And uh, he turned him into a vampire, and that has led to some slightly difficult situations. Our group is – our trio of main characters is in peril. Uh, they are not getting along, not connecting. It's a real yeah. – it's a, too many dirty little secrets. It's, uh, it's frustrating because it's like, God, if you guys would just sit down and have a conversation, a lot of these issues would be resolved. 
really, have you solved a lot of like big problems just by talking? In your life? Uh, that's, yeah, that's how problems get solved is when you talk, man. That's how you do it. You talk it out. I just ignore them and hope they go away. No, because then it bubbles up in some kind of rage situation. Trust me, I know a lot about it. I don't recommend it. Uh, well, I've ignored all of my the cavities in my mouth, and I'm doing fine. I don't think you are. Uh, so we kick off this episode with uh, a scene from uh, a long time ago. Uh, yeah, basically we have a flashback to see Jesus getting a little ass. You know what I mean? Yeah, Jesus He's just is gonna, going for it. He's like, you know what? I don't normally do this, but I'm going to go to town. Yeah. You know, I'm going to get it any way I can. I mean, and it definitely did the old shadows on the wall, the old Kama Sutra style kind of throwing all the positions around. And I mean, good for Jesus. You know good what I mean? Good for like, Jesus. He's very get cool. It, get it. Yeah. He, he's Cool is the word. He's like, hey, listen, is this cool? You cool? Because I'm cool. Everybody's cool. Yeah. Uh, Jesus, I don't know if he was a character in the Kama Sutra, but he definitely has read the book. The good yeah. book because he's taken full advantage. Uh, so uh, he is having sex with this woman who is mm-hmm. married, which that's not cool biblically. No, nah. no, biblically not cool. But I mean, even I mean, it, I you know, they felt it. They talked about it. They were like, "Listen, I don't, you know, but I saw you from a." They had a connection, man. You know? Yeah. No, no doubt about that. Um, so what did you think of this scene? Was this uh, – at first I thought maybe they were trying to say that this was the birth of – they were setting up the birth of Jesus. Oh, wow. Uh, so I thought it was cool that it was actually Jesus having sex with this woman. Yeah, I I don't know if uh, – I, I just thought it was just kind of like a funny being like, hey, you know, uh, even Jesus had some issues. You know, nobody's perfect. Yeah, or as I say, Poe, but he's perfect. Uh, so then from that scene, we jump into a little father-son vampire sex session, uh, which is sort of a weird move. You know, it's one of those things where... Uh, Cass- this is Cassidy and Dennis. Think- Cassidy and Dennis yeah. are to, to recap. Yeah, I mean, first we get a little bit of a sit-down with Harry Star and Jesse, but, yeah, we get... We get uh, uh, this is kind of like what you think vampire sex is. You know, it's a bunch of girls, bunch of vampires, just getting crazy. You know what I mean? Oh, you don't think there's any just like quiet, monogamous vampire couples? Uh, you know, I think that's hard for a vampire because they can't get attached to people because they don't, you know, they die so uh, often. So it's like. So it's an only up. orgy situation? I feel like that's the safe way to go if you're a vampire. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, now, would you be down with that? With this an only orgy situation where you don't really have that uh, one-on-one connect? Well, I mean, we're you know, oh, I don't know what I would be like as a vampire, dude. You know, I'm sure my values would be completely different. I was just saying, as a normal Pete, you know, I right. know you spent some time as a dog man, which was a pretty sexual Yo, thing. Fuck you, fuck you, and yeah, yeah, fuck you. Uh, Pete, All sorts of hashtag Pete the Pomeranian. Oh, come on, man. Come on, man. You can't uh, do one, ep- one fucking episode, you piece of shit. It's called Branding, Pete. Look it up. So uh, uh, we have Tulip sort of interrupting this session, and she is a little jealous, I think. Well, Tulip's kind of like, yo, I'm bored out of my skull over here. 
here having yeah. crazy fun. I don't know if she's yeah, I think she's jealous of the fun. I don't think she's jealous of the orgy. I'm telling you, I think there's Cassidy a two. Tulip- was like, do you want to jump in? And she was like, nah, I'm good. Yeah, but that's a little weird to join. Well, I mean, it's weird enough that it's a father-son orgy to be like, hey, this is my friend who I've already hooked up with. and maybe I, I feel like a lot of like old-timey uh, orgies were kind of like father-son's tells. You know what I mean? Really? That's, well, that's interesting. I never would have thought that. I figure with like rich people and vampires, it's similar. It's kind of like weirdly like, oh, yeah, this is my son. I'm showing him the ropes. Like a Donald Trump, Don Jr. thing. Uh, don't don't talk about that. But I think the thing we're uh, uh, stepping over here is the fact that Tulip still having nightmares about the Santa Killers. Yeah, she's like the whole getting shot in the chest and shake it off. Like she tried a lot of different stuff, and it's not sticking. In, and I feel bad for her. Now, do you think it truly is uh, just the trauma of it, or do you think there is some supernatural uh, thing at work here? Well, yeah, I mean, it kind of feels that way, the way she's having such clear flashbacks. Or uh, perhaps the fact that Jesse never told her what Yeah, well, I think it's because, yeah, like, because he's still alive, like, she might be having the flashbacks. That's kind of like a powerful connection, maybe. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, But, uh, yeah, it's fucked up because it's like, man, she's struggling and she doesn't want anybody, uh, you know, she has nobody to talk to. Enter creepy neighbor. Yeah, so we have uh, Laura Featherstone, who works for the Grail, works for Hair Star. And she's uh, sort of created this little character. Obviously, she's yeah. a classically trained me? actor. Oh, man, come on with this. Is it just me or, like, just seeing her trying to pretend to be a normal lady is so creepy. It is yeah. fucking creepy. Fantastic. Yeah. She's like, oh, I don't know. And then as soon as the person like turns, like as soon as Tulip turns around, like dead in the eyes, just like, oh, shoot me. And you're like, oh, my God, you are the fucking creepiest. Yeah, it's interesting. She is a character that seems like uh, almost sociopathic in her dedication to Grail oh, yeah. and Hairstar. Yeah. So it, it is a weird thing. Though also it's like she can vanish into this role so well, but, you know, it's not a great thing as an actor when the – the, the audience turns their back to just instantly be like, ooh, you rolling your eyes. Uh, you mm-hmm. want to play it a little cooler than that. Stay in character to Laurel Featherstone. Uh, yeah, exactly. And then also, well, like... I will also say, uh, before we move on, like, the lesson here is never loan out your gun. Because you know it's going to come back half empty. Uh, it's uh, like yeah, you can't, you can't. Yeah, it's like, yeah, you, they, they never fill it up when they bring it back. Oh, I'm out of bullets. Yeah, oh, this uh, bullet's weird. It doesn't fit in your gun. This is, oh, you can't have this one. This is like my special bullet. with like I Yeah, like I cuddle with this one. Yeah. But what sucks is like Tulip doesn't have anyone to talk to, and then she just starts fucking crying in front of this creepy stranger. And like it's upset. I hate when they do this in TV shows where it's like, you know something the main character doesn't know, and it like drives you crazy that they don't know what's going on. I'm like, you can't tell this person is creepy. Come on, Tulip, wake the fuck up. But I think you know? Tulip needs a friend so badly because Jesse, her on again, off again boyfriend, is off again Stop doing on a thing. Stop saying that, dude. He's looking for God. It's a kind of a big deal. All right. He's clearly a workaholic. It just happens that his job is chasing down God, and he's. Uh, not minding the store 
He's not maintaining the relationships that are important in his life. Dude, it's Tulip, okay? It's a little harder to be in a relationship with somebody who's like this badass bank robber, you know, who's like very tough and doesn't want to talk, even though she does want to talk, but she says she doesn't want to talk like three times. And then she kind of like opens up and starts crying. It's, you know, it's tough. I don't know, Pete. I think you'd do a better job of reading the signs here. I, I feel like I would, but, you know, it's easy on the outside to say that. I think Jesse's being selfish in general. He's so obsessed with his quest. And as we learn later yeah, in this that's episode. easy to say here. We're on the outside looking in. But he's kind of like, oh, my God. His, I mean, he is literally, his world is falling apart, and he's trying to track down this thing. Oh, Pete, I should and, say, I, I know you're on the outside looking in, but I'm actually on the inside. I was in oh. this episode. I was there. I was, I'm a character in the show, so I can see them interacting and i know that they he's being selfish yeah well anyway so then we get uh tulip and uh featherstone are talking and it's the classic you know don't trust your man they're always up to no good and it's like you know what fucking featherstone fuck you all right yeah you don't know their relationship don't fucking you know with your secret evil agenda fuck you you know so then let's keep following their storyline. So uh, so la- later on in the scene, uh, Featherstone sort of messes up. She, yeah, she does. She reveals a detail uh, about Tulip being a bank robber. She ca- Tulip catches her right away, um, mm-hmm. but she then calls up her buddy. Uh, yeah, and has like, him, yo, you've got to be this guy. Has, she has to be, have him be Rodney. Um, mm-hmm. Who and he like nails it. He's drunk. He comes in. They have this. Oh, he is fight. killing that. Yeah, and then yeah. he gets the shit kicked out of him. Then yeah, both Tulip, which and, we all saw coming. And now, what did you think about the fact that Tulip is big into Guitar Hero? It's fine. It's, it didn't bother me. I mean, of course, she, she's badass at everything she does. So of course, she's going to be like really good at Guitar Hero. I feel like but, I would have expected her to be more into like a uh, like a first person shooter. Sure, or, sure, I'm sure. I'm sure she's sick at Goldeneye as well. But my point is, she finds out this motherfucker's a liar, distracted by some ass kicking. But Tulip, come on, get back on it. It's very frustrating to see her like not be as smart as I want her to be. But I think again, like her her sharpness, her feelings uh, about be- her loneliness is sort of getting in the way of her being on top of the situation. Whatever, dude. I just feel like you know she's better than this. Yeah. Uh, so uh, that that moves on into Tulip. Um, it's clear that Featherstone is trying to get her to find this tile, this loose tile with yeah. a, a hole in the yeah. bathroom floor where Jesse has stashed the Saint of Killers guns and uh, sword. Right. Which I don't know why finding that makes you think like, oh, God, you didn't kill the Saint of Killers. I mean, yeah, so like – so he's got the stuff. He doesn't want it to get in the wrong hands of like some little kid or something. I don't – you know. Well, I think it just firmly, like, it puts a wedge between Jesse and Tulip. Right. That's what Featherstone wants. But I just, like, the her mad right away because she found these things. Yeah, I guess, like, he's hide, he's clearly hiding it from her, so I guess it, that's upsetting. But I just was a little, like, that doesn't mean that he didn't, like, send the Santa Killers to hell just because he has the guns. Yeah. Though it is a little suspect. Like, why would yeah, he why hide it? Yeah, why hide it? Yeah. 
Yeah. And why hide it? Like when you're hiding something, that's never a great sign. Yeah, you shouldn't hide things from your exactly. significant other. You I think I mean? I, when I think about all the secrets I've kept from you over the years, like I feel bad. You should. Uh, but you anyway, should. <laughs> uh, on to Cassidy, like I feel like we have Dennis going through like vampire puberty. Yeah. Where he's like, your body's Cassidy's trying to be a good father. He's like, your body's changing. Cassidy is not a good father. He's good at like, hey, son, let's go get some hookers or something. Like, that's what he's good at. Like, having fun, getting crazy. That's his wheelhouse. So you but, think like, those women. Do you, fatherly, do you, like, you think those women were prostitutes? Uh, yeah, I would. Maybe. I don't know. Yeah, I guess I don't know. I thought maybe they just had a couple of girlfriends. There's nothing. Yeah, there's nothing. Maybe they they, been, they met on I Mexico. wasn't insinuating that they were. I'm just saying, like, Cassie's kind of like the party guy. They uh, might have just matched on Bumble and it worked out. <laughs> You're married, dude. Don't, you don't. Don't say things like Bumble, bro. I shouldn't know what Bumble is because I'm married? Well, you can, you can know what Bumble is, but, you know. Yeah, it's like, fine to just know a Bumble is, have a Bumble account, and just check You shouldn't have a Bumble oh, account. Bro. No, no? Okay. No, no. Get the fuck off of there. You just don't want me on there competing with you. No, I don't want you on there because you're married, you piece of shit. Nah, great. Uh, we see Cassidy gets a sweet new tat in this episode. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just a fucking crazy weird tat. And then being like, oh, you should see my sons. It's worse. Yeah, I mean that's like he's not a good father, man. There's nothing about this guy that's a good dad. And what sucks is he just assumes that Dennis knows what's right and wrong. Dennis doesn't know what's right and wrong. You know, he's just like I feel like murdering a bunch of people, so I'm going to do that. And he's just like, you can't do that, Dennis. Like you got to sit your son down and explain why you can't. You know? Have the talk. Have the yeah. Have the talk. The blood but, and the blood and the bees. Yeah, tell exactly. Them where where real vampire blood comes from? And like, yeah, it's just like Dennis is super creepy now, and it's like really freaking me out. Yeah, uh, how how do you like those little uh, translators? The little translator yeah, necklaces. Yeah, that's a fun. Uh, why not? You know what I mean? Like that's what you should have done a long time ago. Yeah, smart. I'm glad the technology is really catching up with them. Yeah. Uh, you know, technology can help bring people together. You know what I mean? That's true. Look at us. We're talking to each other on Skype uh, right now. Yeah. And we're got reaching. Real, it's beautiful. Got real meta there. Anyways, let's go back and talk a little bit about the old Jess man sitting down with Hair Star. Yeah. Uh, it turns out, Jess, if you bring out a fucking binder in front of Jesse, he loses his shit. He doesn't like to read, apparently. Like, yeah. he's just like, I, I don't do well with presentations or PowerPoints. Yeah, he wants it. Uh, he's more of a conversationalist. He yeah. just likes to sit there and, like, grumble. <laughs> yeah, why well, somebody talks at him. Yeah. And then he has weird flashbacks. Like, yeah, I just, like, I was surprised. I guess I shouldn't be surprised, but Jesse was just like, fuck this. I'm going to use my power. I'm like, dude, come on, man. He, he had you come down for a sit down. You can't even go like a couple minutes without losing your shit. Yeah. Well, I also like this whole interaction. I like, it seems like Hairstar right from the beginning. I was like, this is a trap. It feels like a trap. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, Cause Hairstar is super evil. Yeah. And smart. Um, yeah. I also thought, 
you, it was great. The great scene where you see Hairstar see Jesse use or feel him use his power, and he's yeah. like, "Oh man, I like this." Yeah, he's also like, he's like, "Hey, why don't you just come down to the office? You know, see what our whole operation is." Yeah, like, and Jesse just goes for it. Yeah, I was like, "Dude, really?" And first off, you can't be like, "Hey, Tulip, listen, I'm I'm gonna go do this thing. You're just gonna peace out like that." Yeah, fucking killing me, man. And that's uh, that's classic bad bad news. You know, they are the team is fully split. Yeah, yeah, and it's yeah, and yeah, and that's just like not a good idea. And that's exactly what Hairstar wants. Yeah. Uh, so we see uh, Hairstar take Jesse to see uh, this messiah. The, oh, yeah. Uh, and we get to the room, and it looks just like the Jesus that we saw at the top of the show. Until yeah. we reveal that he's someone named Humperdew. Humperdew. Uh, and that the messiah, through years of inbreeding, has become maybe not so hot. Right. You saw this coming a mile away. It's like, oh, man. Yeah. You know. It's never good when you try to keep a lineage alive. That's so dumb. Uh, but yeah, like, yeah, <laughs> the classic, like, you know, you get peed on. You know what I mean? If you're sitting there on your knees. Totally. Like, I, I've, I've been to church so many times when, like, someone ends up pissing on me. Yeah, it's the worst, man. It's the yeah. worst. I got to yeah. go to different churches. Yeah, I would say so. Uh, so, what I think is so interesting about this is Jesse thinks of himself as a power player i feel like he's oh like, yeah you know he met, well, he's he met got the, the genesis he's got genesis he met the pope like i feel like he's in this and he's maintaining this thing of like yes i belong here i sh- i'm here well, yeah me. yeah he sat down with the big heads he's like hey here's this pope here's this and jesse's rocking his collar feels like he fits right in Right, but I think he really is – he's powerless. All he has is Genesis. He doesn't have any information. Um, yep. He doesn't have the skills, frankly, to like deal with this. Yeah. So I, I don't know. He's, he's the, uh, as like sort of the quote-unquote hero of this, I'm starting to like not like him as much. You don't like him anymore? I'm, not, I'm losing – I'm not liking him as much because he is – like sort of faking this power, these power moves and not being honest with anyone. Like, yeah, exactly. In the first season and some of the second, like he was honest with Tulip. He was honest with Cassidy. And now he's just like totally, he's like an absentee father to everybody. He's like, I got this. I'm a man. Yeah. But he's also like, feels like nobody wants to go on this mission with him anymore. So he's kind of like, well, fine, guys, if you guys aren't – I thought we were all doing this together, but turns out I'm the only one who wants to find God, so. Yeah, which is totally – that makes sense to me. What? They, that they, they'd be like, uh, this seems crazy. Why are we still doing this? We're constantly being threatened by any number of people. They don't even know where Jesse goes when he wanders off. He's not even telling them about how this crazy situation that he keeps getting himself in. I, that's what I'm saying. Like, they need to just sit down and be like, yo. But Jesse feels like they don't like him. They're like, oh, yeah, you're weird for do, wanting to do this. And he was like, I thought we were all doing this. And now it's just on him. So he kind of feels left out. Yeah. 
Yeah. Everybody has their own problems. They've all moved on. It's like when you meet up with your high school friends later and it's like, whoa, you guys got weird and rich and now here I am just a podcast guy. <laughs> you know what I'm talking yeah, about? I, you struggle with that a little bit, bro? What are you talking about? No, that was just a, uh, that was a hypothetical example. Oh, hypothetical. Yeah. Hypothetical because it got real specific at the end. Uh, yeah, so speaking of be, kind of being lost – you know, uh, Dennis is just like, he is like super evil now, I guess. Yeah, he's like, uh, he just wants to party. He wants to suck a little blood. He wants to he, like, like st- stop abusing your powers, man. No, I think it's over for him. What it, What's it with teens and like abusing power? You know, they think they're bulletproof. They think they're like, you know, and they can do anything they want. He needed a father figure earlier in his life, like before he was 70 or however old he is. Uh, same with Jesse. Jesse has, like, all the men in this show have these daddy issues. Yeah, it's kind of weird. Cassidy's is sort of the other side, though, where he is the absentee father trying to make it up. But yeah. I don't have a good feeling about where it's going to go with Dennis. Yeah, I know. And that's it's kind of... He's, Dennis has got to reel it in. I hope he does, but I don't know, man. I don't think so. All signs point to Dennis only getting worse. Oh, come on, man. Maybe Dennis can turn it around. Don't write him off yet. Yeah, no, he's off. He's written off. Damn, you're cold-blooded, bro. I'm ice cold. It's because I have t- just all these cavities. Uh, we <laughs> end, the, end the episode with, uh, with Hair Star trying to get Jesse to fill in the missing gap. As God. Yeah, he's like, hey, do you want to be God? Come on, it'll be fun. And you can see, I feel like this is a classic, like, uh, power seduction move where yeah. uh, he could really be this thing. He's always wanted to be this, like, religious force. We saw that at the end of last season. And he seems like he might do it. Well, the weird part is, it's like, why does Hair Star want him to be God because last time a hair star made a partnership, he immediately threw the dude off a balcony. So like if Jesse really has this power, does hair star just want to kind of use Jesse as a little puppet or does hair star want him to throw him off a building? Like then what did that even do? Well, there are plenty of times where he could have killed Jesse already. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so like, I don't know. I do think he is trying to hair star also hates all these organizations that yeah. run the world, basically. So I think he is trying to, like, he sees Jesse as this, like, power play where he can, mm-hmm. like, get away from this, like, uh, humperdue messiah who, like, pees his pants and draws <laughs> pictures all day uh, yeah. and away from all these rules that he has to live by and start a whole sort of whole new... He can break the system. He can drain the swamp, uh, as it were. Oh, man. Stunt with this. So uh, we'll see how uh, how well he does. Yeah. Yeah. I'm I'm worried about our team in this episode. Yeah. I mean. I'm like have... a concerned father here. Oh, interesting. Now you have the father issues. You're yep. like Cassidy. No, I'm not like Cassidy. I'm a better father than Cassidy is. Oh, really? What are you the father to right now? Of this show. I'm the oh, father. You're the father of the show. Wow. Congratulations. It's going so well. <laughs> I just feel like, uh, you know, uh, these guys who I very much love are fucking up, and I really want them to get their shit together. 
Yeah, well, and maybe if you toss the toss the baseball in the backyard with the television show Preacher a few years ago, you guys would have a better relationship. Yeah, well, you know, you can't turn back time, dude. You know, you don't I know it? So no. let's move on to our uh, next section, which is Revelations. This is where we talk Revelations. about uh, we talk about the th- the better things, the things that we loved in the show, or what we see coming next. Uh, Pete, what's your revelation? Uh, I was really blown away by the revelation that like air star, uh, as much as he loves his power, doesn't give a shit about it. Like has no problem bringing Jesse into the fold, telling him all the secrets, you know, does not care. It just is like, yeah, fine, whatever. I still feel like I, can get control of you and like uh you know i mean and hair star knows he's playing with fire because genesis was used on him a couple times and he's still not shaken or like even worried about it so i was the revelation of hair star like the sit, sit down and just like the fact that he has no problem working with jesse was crazy to me yeah, I know. He, he really, like, the confidence on this guy. Uh, yeah, unbelievable. Like, and he, it works. Like, he does use Jesse for whatever, for exactly what he wants and puts him in a position that, you know, we'll see. And he's, like, constantly, like, charmingly creepy. Like, that whole thing of, like, the bartender kind of, like, walks up and he's like, are you blind? And the guy's like, what? And he's like, do you want to be? You know, with a smile on his face, like, please say something so I'll rip your eyes out. Yeah. Yeah, just I always think back to that episode where we got his backstory um, Mm -hmm. and how, like, that was such a fun episode. Yeah. uh, Seeing him become the psychopath that he is today. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, You love Hairstar as a villain. Uh, No, I wouldn't say I love Hairstar. He's, like, super creepy and very evil and, yeah. But fun character. Fun bad guy. Cool. Uh, my revelation: I really liked the uh, the Jesus scene at the top of the show. Good um, Jesus. A lot of great like sex positions to take home. Uh, <laughs> so that was great. So you just like you like the cool cool part. You like the hey you cool. Yeah, I like the you the cool super this. chill Jesus. Just yeah. like uh, the J man just out there being a, a, a cavalier young man um, doing what he wants. Uh, and I like the the revelation uh, in the show that the that the line of Jesus's heritage is this is not going so hot. Yeah. Well, yeah. Pete, what, like you, what are you looking but, forward to? What do you think is ha- going to happen next? We only have three episodes left this season. Oh man. Well, I think we're going to get hopefully more of the team back together. That's what I want. I want us to form like Voltron again and be a badass force. I want that Cassidy Tulip relationship to get going. Do you fuck you, man? That's what I want. You can't stop, stop me from wanting it. Your evil agenda, man. It's not evil. It is evil. They have like this is the romantic comma, the classic romantic comedy storyline. They both have feelings no. for each other. They no, don't they want to don't. say it. They do. No, they don't. They do. No. Uh, and I, I don't know. That's what, that's what I want to see in the next three episodes is really that story come to a head. Great. Let's hope that doesn't happen. 
Let's hope it does. So, guys, that's the show. Uh, we do this show. Um, we also do other podcasts. We our main one is Comic Book Club Live. Uh, you can, yeah, come uh, down to the pit on Tuesdays. We love to see you at the live show, eight o'clock pit loft. Uh, you can also uh, catch it on the in the Nerdist, uh, Nerdist podcast. You can catch it in this very feed. Uh, we also are coming back with our Riverdale podcast pretty soon. Oh man, you got to be pumped that. about that! I love some Riverdale. Uh, <laughs> you can, if you want to support the show, uh, the show and all of our shows, you can check us out at uh, Patreon.com/slash Comic Book Club. And you can yep. donate, uh, get a bunch of prizes, uh, just feel good all the time. Uh, it's like the <laughs> sweetest rush of all is becoming a Patreon donor. Uh, uh, it means a lot. It really helps uh, keep the show going. So thank you for those who support us. Yeah, keep supporting us. Keep supporting um, our hashtags uh, that are really – That are super trending. Uh, it's a no. trending in like no. a lot of like sort of like fucked up parts of Twitter, like real like – uh, like dark Twitter, is that yeah, what you're like, saying? Exactly, and it's like Pete, Pete the Pomeranian is like really weird. Uh, so definitely check that out. And please don't, guys. We'll see you. This has been Preacher Man After Dark. <laughs> If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And Midi can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com.